there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. slide we're just having uh, all sorts of mess up hello everybody uh welcome back to alluring our folklore podcast where we tell you the story and sightings of different folklore from around the world <laughs> and and if that isn't a beautiful representation about how we feel as american citizens right now i don't know what is <laughs> and uh disclaimer um for some reason kimmy's um video isn't working so you get to stare at this nice uh, <laughs> selfie of her um, until uh, that gets figured out. But uh, yeah, can you even see it now? Can you... oh, oh no, you're just you're just you're just frozen. Oh. It's fine. You know it is what it is. It's fine. Nightmare um, fuel was supposed to happen at some point. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So you just get to watch me move and Kimmy, <laughs> but that's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's not like it makes me feel pretty accurate for how I am as a woman in the United States right now. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that, yeah. that's a little too close to home. The accuracy <laughs> of that, and I don't know how I feel about that. So right. Yeah. <laughs> what did you find, Lorian, this week? <laughs> uh, what I found, Lorian, this week. Um, so the saga of the bad bat continues, but. There is a, there's hope on the horizon, because I finally started physical therapy. Oh, I thought you said the bad bat. I was like, what Batman bad spinoff bat. are you uh, talking Morbius. about? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, the bad spinal cord uh, saga is hopefully coming to an end soon. Um, yeah, getting that, getting that fixed up by the doctor finally, so... Hopefully we won't have to cancel episodes in the future because I'm not able to uh, sit at my desk. Oh, I, I hope. <laughs> I just like want you to get like lined up right so you're not stressed about it. Yeah, no, we're 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 feeling good. We're looking good. Oh. I'm not in bed this episode, so <laughs> I there's know. a start. Yeah. I I feel bad for you, Ryan. <laughs> That's just. That's all right. Packs you know? just um, sucks. There's worse things in life. Um, so what did you find alluring this week, Kimmy? Speaking of worse things in yeah. life. Um, <laughs> there is anything alluring this week. Um, it's fine. I've just had a few mental breakdowns because of the state of everything, which is fair. <laughs> it's, uh, it's understandable. And I just, I'm like, cool. This is, and it's not 
honestly, listen, my personal life, lovely. I have such lovely people in my life. I have such an amazing boyfriend. I have such amazing parents. My friends, everyone. Chef's kiss, right? And then the government is just... <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I may have, like, texted Ryan a few breakdown moments this week where we were supposed to record bonus stuff, and I was like, I can't do it, Chief. Yeah, it's, uh, it's understandable. It's, uh, it's pretty brutal out here. Um, it, especially uh, with every for people not like me, um, <laughs> unfortunately. It's, especially people like you. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it. There's just something every every other corner. I think I like read an article that one of the ozone layers like started to get a hole in it and skin cancer <laughs> could be worse. And I was like, can yeah. we like fucking not have it easy? Can I have <laughs> one goddamn day? <laughs> just one. <laughs> where the world isn't falling apart so it's it's fine i'm really really trying to grasp at the little hope and sanity i have left so my alluring thing is i want to tell you guys some things you should keep in mind when you go protesting (laughs) (laughs) because i feel it's good for you to know um one is Make sure if you take your phone, it's on airplane mode, (laughs) or leave your phone at home, okay? Uh, Cover up anything that makes you stick out. (laughs) So, red hair, wrap that sucker up. Tattoos, wrap that stuck sucker up. You know, you want to not be so oblivious of who you are. Uh, Don't go under bridges. Don't go into dark alleys or any of that stuff. Don't trust people. And do... Do be watchful. I think it's going to go with one person and have it so, like, one person's the voice of chaos is what I like to call it. And the other person watches the voice of chaos. Because people will try to, like, sneak in the groups and cause violence. And don't Mm -hmm. let them win (laughs) with with everything else. So, (laughs) I feel that's that's some good tips. Ooh, um, you want to take water in case you're sprayed. Because that's how that's coming. Water and milk, I think, were the two. And that's may have been the stuff I did last time. I don't know. There's no proof. Do not take pictures yeah, when you're there. Knows. Is yeah. another. <laughs> Especially of people. Yes. Unless you're using, like, a Bigfoot camera, then it's okay. Oh, yeah, then that's fine. Yeah. If, if, it's, <laughs> if it's that Bigfoot photo, solid. Yeah. What was <laughs> it? Like, a, only, like a Nikon something? <laughs> yeah, the 35mm <laughs> film. If it's a 35mm film, you can take that for a test. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> it's all aesthetically. So, that's my pro. Um, I do want to also shout out our lovely Patreons, because I have not emotionally been in a really good headspace to do anything bonus content-wise, and you guys have all just been yeah. angels. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you so much. You guys are just absolutely lovely, and I super appreciate you. <laughs> We just had a live stream say Bigfoot. Bigfoot at protest. You can dress as Bigfoot at the protest because it would hide your identity and no one would get a good picture of you. Yes. Absolute genius. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of absolute chaos and thing, (laughs) 
I'm not oh gonna say boy. that. Let's just say, speaking of absolute chaos. <laughs> oh boy, do I have a opening <laughs> for you this week. Um, usually I just jump straight into these, but I feel like this week's needs to be prefaced a little bit. Um, so that people don't just stop listening to our podcast right now. Um, so there's a thing that exists called sound poems. Um, these sound poems are uh, poems that are just simply sounds. Um, and I originally was going to uh, uh, do it myself, but... I feel like the YouTube video Kimmy sent me um, is just a lot better. Um, so I'm just going to play that and sit back and relax. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it or not, Kimmy. We're going to find out. But Are we fine um, to do that? I think we're fine because it's old enough. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. <clears throat> I'm going to play like two seconds of it, and then I'm going to do it myself. Okay. <laughs> Oh, there's an ad. Okay. Um, I didn't plan that far ahead, but, um, yeah, so this isn't supposed to sound like any words. This is simply, um, just sound. Pretty much Um, a good way to explain this type of poetry is... It's going. It's going. Okay, yeah, so you got that, so, um... For those who'd like to uh, sing along, uh, it's on the screen right here. Zgra kra gafak. Graf gra gaf. Gumbi mubu. Boom pum. Boom pum. Boom pum. Boop. Um. Thank you. That was a Loch Ness Monster song. Um, speaking of that, what are we talking about this week? Oh my god, I'm in actual tears. Oh, I'm actually crying. Oh, that was fantastic. Okay. Woo! <laughs> so, there. Are plenty oh slide change. Um there are plenty of legends of haunted castles in Scotland with spirits that roam closely. Now, did you know that there is a spirit or a monster that haunts the Loch Ness? And no, don't worry, many believe that's actually a type of cryptid and is known to stay out of the eyes of the public and keep to itself. <laughs> this week we'll be talking about the Loch Ness monster, a nautical cryptid known to have found home in Loch Ness Lake. So just lockness. I I was getting a little confused with lockness and like because I was very tired and very stressed when I wrote these notes. <laughs> yeah. I think a lock is t- kind of a lake. Yes. But it's like ocean lake. Yes. I just yeah. there's a lot going on this week. <laughs> yeah. So the legend of this creature has been around for centuries, but it wasn't till the completion of Lockness Lake Bridge in 1933 that this mysterious monster caught the public's eye. So. Possible origins. The legend of the Loch Ness Monster goes way back to ancient times. Oh, and before I get like into this, here's my Loch Ness Lake drawing. Um, everyone, if you'd like to see this drawing, you can go to our YouTube channel where you can watch our live videos. Or 
you can go to our Patreon, get early access to these live videos, and support our podcast, which is pretty cool. Or you can go to our episode guide on our website that has all these pictures and says how spooky each episode is. So that's a little shout out for all our audio listeners that would like to see a little bit of imagery. And then you can see my absolute nightmare peace sign picture that's frozen on this video. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So going back. Possible legends. The legend of the Loch Ness Monster goes way back to ancient times. Not only was there written accounts dating back to around 500 AD, there were tons of Scottish history and stone carvings of this monster. So this was cool. So this picture right here is, um, I call it like a cave elephant drawing. So in the first century AD, when the Romans first came to northern Scotland, they found the highlands were occupied by a tribe called the Picts. Picts? P-I-C-T-S? Um, this tribe was fascinated by animals and carefully carved very detailed renderings of all the animals they encountered. All of them were recognizable, except this one. This was a large beast with an elongated beak thing, a head locket or spout, and flippers. Some described it as a swimming elephant of some type. But this image became evidence of the Loch Ness being home to a mysterious aquatic animal. And then as time progressed, it wasn't long till there was a written account about this water spirit. <laughs> now, so keep that in mind. <laughs> We're going to get to our science or church uh, segment. Yeah, yeah. We'll do. We'll, so... <laughs> One of the earliest written accounts appeared in a bibliography of St. Columba, an Irish monk... Did I say that word? Columba? Columbo? Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I was like... Oh, oh. Yeah, no, that sounded right. I was like, oh, is that right? Okay, so... In yeah, the- I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the blind leading the blind. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, appeared in a bibliography of St. Columba, the Irish monk missionary from 565 A.D., so, on his way to visit the king of the Northern Picts near River Ness, St. Columba was told that a deceased man was attacked and dragged under the water by an aquatic creature. Now, wanting to be a hero, but not wanting to put himself in danger, he sent one of his followers into the river for a swim to try and find the person who went under. <laughs> hmm. So, heroic-ish. <laughs> Yeah, like, kinda, I guess. <laughs> like, you're trying, like, you're almost he's like, there. He's like, someone's gotta help this guy. <laughs> not, not me, Ex- but someone. Exactly. And so, in doing that, the monster then appeared before his follower, and before he could drag him to his watery grave, St. Columba quickly confronted the monster, making the sign of a cross and exclaiming, Go no further, do not touch the man, go back with all speed. And he did so in the name of God. And the monster obeyed him. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't harm another man, retreating back to the depths of the lake. Alright, alright. And to me, (laughs) I... I feel the reason he thinks the monster ran away and the reason the monster ran away are two different things. Because if I was the monster and some creepy dude went in my house and I went to take him out 
and then another creepy dude was like go back i would be like not today yeah <laughs> yeah um saints have well, how, how do i how do i word this um saints have a funny way of driving things out of uh like northern european countries <laughs> Oh, that was, like, the nicest way you could have said that. Yeah, because, I mean, that's, like, the same thing with, like, uh, St. Patrick, right? He drove the snakes, quote-unquote, out of Ireland. This guy drove the uh, river monster out of uh, out of Ireland, or out of Scotland. Yeah, I'm just, just saying, there's a... Uh... Maybe that's what it takes to be a saint, is you have yeah. to drive out something. Something, yeah. It doesn't matter what. <laughs> just that's definitely something. not people <laughs> not it's definitely people. some sort of a river monster <laughs> it's like you look at like the old testament and stuff and then it gets really specific about being a saint and then it has yeah. it in like really tiny writing with like the asterisks you know <laughs> yeah also they drove this thing so right <laughs> also, just, all right. what what nothing anywho uh, so, sorry back on track so the word lock comes from scottish gaelic and it means lake or narrow arm of the sea that stretches inland since this creature was spotted in loch ness the only way people identified this creature was as a monster and it wasn't long till the name loch ness monster stuck now even though this is what the creatures refer to. Many locals prefer to call it Nessie, which I love. And typically yeah. refer it to refer to it as a her. They say she protects the lakes and her legends and sightings help bring a sense of magic to the area. So I want to hand it off to Ryan so he can tell you all about some of these mystical encounters people have had with this creature. And, uh, boy, oh boy, has there been a lot of them. <laughs> um, so this first one goes back. Oh, slide change. This first one goes back to as far as uh, 1933, believe it or not. Um, so this is May 2nd, 1933. A couple was driving down one of the newly built roads along Loch Ness Shore. Driving down this road offered an unobstructed view of the lake. As the couple drove by, they claimed to see an enormous animal cross the car's path and then plunged into the water and disappeared without a trace. The couple had compared it to a dragon or prehistoric monster. So, reports say they described it as a monster fish or a sea serpent. <laughs> so, unfortunately, they did not have an ancient camera to take a photo. <laughs> but, you know who did? Was... London physician R. Kenneth Wilson uh, in the year 1934. Uh, here's the newspaper article with the image that Kimmy will be talking about later, so I didn't want to use the full image. Okay. Um, so a well-respected London physician, R. Kenneth Wilson, managed to capture this photo of Nessie. The picture looks like an animal of some type with a long neck and... Sorry, with a long neck rising from the surface, this photo is also known as the surgeon's photograph because he is a surgeon. Uh, due to the doctor's in case, status, in case anyone didn't yeah, know, in case there was confusion, 
I mean, you could call any. I could call this a surgeon podcast. Don't mean I'm a surgeon, you know. <laughs> you might. What were we saying <laughs> earlier? It was so funny. Never mind. I'm not going to get into it. That was <laughs> anyway, um, so due to the doctor's status, few people believed he would try to deceive them because he's a doctor. The Daily Mail, this news, <laughs> then printed why is this out all so close this, to home right now. <laughs> printed out this photograph. Yeah, this is uh, this is hitting different, huh? Yeah, no, um, it, it hurts a little bit. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> this is our modernness. Modern. Um, it caused an international sensation to many more. This sighting helped affirm the belief that Nessie is real and grew to many doubters. It wasn't later till it was discovered the photograph of the monster was actually a hoax. A revenge-seeking Weatherall had attached a plastic and wooden head to a toy submarine to trick Wilson into thinking he photographed old Nessie. At least that's the story that was told. Um, I think the doctor maybe did it himself. Um, I, but you know, I no, love that. no well-respected London physician would attach sticks to a, a toy submarine. <laughs> I love the petty thought of it though, of just looking out like from third person point of view, right? And you see this yeah. one guy with a camera so determined to take a picture of the Loch Ness Monster. And you see like, I like to imagine it's like an old timey like enemy so he has like a curly mustache you know and he's there like <laughs> hunched over like trying to put it together and his like yeah. hands are getting stuck with glue and he's like fucking kenneth <laughs> i'm gonna My, get his uh... wife <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> building it to put in the water and that's the funniest thing to me my question is, um, in like I may be misinterpreting what a toy submarine is, <laughs> but like, how? How is a submarine a toy, especially in 1934? Um, that's that's really all I gotta say about that. Isn't that like um, when the Odyssey kind of was popular? I don't know. Just but like a submarine, like that's not just like a toy, you know. Maybe it was a baby one. Maybe it was a yellow submarine. Maybe, Maybe yeah. it was a time travel. Machine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just talk about petty. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, fast forward quite some time. A lot happened between this, but this is the year 1996. The sighting was made. Uh, this is not Frank Meyer on the screen. I couldn't find a photo of him, so this is just a, a dude. Um, <laughs> so, this sighting was made by Frank Meyer of Cincinnati, Ohio. These are his own words. What does someone from Ohio sound like? I don't know. I can't do an Ohio accent. Would it be a little As someone southern? with... Oh, that... No, no that sounded there. nice. Do that one. That was just my voice. That was just like... As someone oh, with scientific education... I will not believe in anything. I don't know for sure. But I was on Loch Ness for four days in 1996, during the first days of September, with four relatives. We saw something we could not quite explain. We had rented a motor cruiser to travel on the... My turn to butcher it. Caledonian Canal. I think that's right. For two weeks. We spent one night at the Foyers Pier. The weather had been fine. In the evening, and the lock was empty, quiet in the morning, practically no waves at all. 
clear weather around 8.45 a.m., I noticed something, like a trunk of a large tree floating motionless just under the surface. About 100 meters in the direction of the Yerkwa Castle, my four fellow boaters saw it too. After I asked them what it was, it did not move for at least 15 minutes. Well, one of us thought it had moved slightly, but I don't think so. We speculated what it could be. We watched it with binoculars, which revealed that it was not a single blob of darkness, but had limb-like structures, as if it was really, as if it was really a dead tree. But nobody took a single photo, because um, they all had not. Nikon's, right? Yeah, I still can't <laughs> believe it. In 1996, no one had a camera. Finally, we took it. Finally, we took off to visit the castle. It took a course. We took a course that would take us close to the point. It is so hard to read like somebody else's like word structures. Oh yeah, no, I, I, and you have it all lumped together. Yeah, that's why these direct quotes are hard. I apologize, listeners. Uh, where was I? Um, oh wow, look at Kimmy helping me out. Um, I highlighted it for you. Okay, <laughs> where were we? So they took off. I am, I am once again um, Frank Meyer. This is no longer Ryan talking. <laughs> I took a course that would take us close to the points that mystery object was floating. Due to the position of the steering wheel, I could not see it during the beginning of the approach and relied on the others to take a closer look. But when we got there, nothing was visible. Not only that, but nobody had actually seen it disappear. One moment it was there, a moment later, it was gone without a trace. It was obviously no tree. Was it one of the almost stationary zones of rippled water that can occur on lakes due to wind and current? It was so isolated. One dark spot in the wide, totally quiet surroundings and stayed unchanged for 15 minutes or more. And it was darker than the normal shadow. To me, that explanation seems practically impossible. The same reason excluded a cloud shadow... For a mirage, it was not far enough. And one thing I'm absolutely sure of, it was under the surface. The only thing I can think of as a possible explanation is a thin floating layer of dark particles slowly collected overnight by the current of the foyer bay and of the open lock, clearly visible only because it was a flat viewing angle. But then, why did it disappear gradually when we approached the spot? This is Ryan again. Um, if you were confused. I don't know, Frank. <laughs> you seemed like you gave some uh, valuable uh, observations earlier when you said it was probably a tree trunk, but who knows? I, who knows? I like that because the way um, Frank, good old Frank, described it is that like it knew those people were there, so it stopped moving. Because that's what yeah. my rabbit will do sometimes. <laughs> like, I'll walk in the room, and she'll be, like, sleeping in the middle of the carpet. And, like, yeah. she, like, will stop and look at me out of the corner of her eye. But she'll stop, and she will not move an inch. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as you start moving, they're like, bam! Yeah, and then she's like, and has, like, her yeah. zoomy. <laughs> so... It's actually, it's more adorable in my head than it probably was. It was probably absolutely terrifying, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it was a, it was a zooming Nessie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
is have you ever seen Nessie and your rabbit in the same place? No. Oh. 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 That's all I'm saying. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Nessie's really a jackalope. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, on, a, on to my next story. This is The Ode to the Loch Ness Monster by Gordon Fjallbear from Brigden, Wales, 1983. Everybody... Everybody raise a glass with me. What do I got here? I got a got an unopened Coke Coke can. You can't see it, but I got the Slender Man mug. Yeah. Everybody listening, unless you're driving, um, please raise a glass. Um, good luck to you, Nessie, as you're hunted and you're sought, but there's none will ever reach you, though your replicas are bought. They gave you Latin titles, which don't mean a thing to you, yet the world's of need of magic, and I dare say, you will do. Your names debased on items, cotton cloth and pewter tray, for those camera-clicking tourists whom you spare no time of day. Especially you, uh, um, <laughs> I forgot his name already. Especially you, Frank Meyer. Um... Still we crave your constant values in the age of manic guile for the world's in need of magic, and I'd wish you'd stay a while. How you little heed we humans, whom you've tantalized of old with your half-seen visitations when the day is young and cold. You're right to shun us, Nessie, for we're evil, greedy men, but the world's in need of magic. Shall we see you once again? Aww. Thank you, everybody. You may... Lower your glasses. Cheers. Cheers. Wait. Cheers. Yeah, oh, I that, think that's that, nice. The world is that in was a little, little need of a little bit of magic. There you go. You know? There's your yeah. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. So even though sometimes, you know, I, I goof I goof about these these folklore and cryptids. But, you know, I, I, I really like that. You know, the world's in need of magic. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, you, you know, definitely goof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else is in need of magic? Um, um I don't our, know how to transition our wallets. That. Oh, so here oh. is a uh, here's a quick ad break for you. We'll be right back. I'm gonna go get a drink of water. Whoa. When exploring the forest and foraging for mushrooms, it can be extremely difficult to tell whether a mushroom is poisonous, safe to consume, or part of a fairy ring that will end up trapping you in the fey realm forever. So, before you go harvesting these adorable little fungi, and you know, possibly becoming a face servant for the rest of your life, you should head over to Skillshare. Skillshare has thousands of hands-on creative classes you can explore for pretty much anything, from mushroom hunting to making a hearty forged forest stew, or even painting an adorable mushroom, Skillshare has it all. They also have a collection of teachers who are experts, pros, and industry icons, and they are all excited to share their wisdom, experience, and trusted techniques with you. So you can learn from creators all around the world right in the comfort of your own home. And whether you're a beginner or pro, looking for a new hobby, or wanting to take your creative career to the next level, Skillshare has the inspiration and classes to help you accomplish your goals. Plus, our listeners who sign up get a free one-month trial of Skillshare. So what are you waiting for? Join Skillshare today by going to skillshare.eqcm.net slash alluring 
or go to our website, alluring.com sponsors and click on the Skillshare banner. Again, that's skillshare.eqcm.net slash alluring or go to our website, alluring.com sponsors and click on our Skillshare banner to get that one month free trial of Skillshare today. Greetings, campers. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. We're the hosts of Campfire, Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. Join us every Tuesday for a masterfully crafted tale of Fortean terror. We're talking ghost stories, cryptid encounters, UFO abductions, and all manner of mysterious mayhem. Don't worry, though. We won't leave it at that. We follow every blood-curdling beat with an in-depth discussion of the real-world events that inspired it. Don't forget every Friday when we interview experiencers, investigators, and fellow Fortean enthusiasts. So if you love the full breadth of Fortean phenomenon like we do, follow us on your favorite podcatcher and your preferred social media platform. Campfire, Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And remember, campers, stay weird and, and trust, trust in the, the unknown. unknown. serpent-like creature with flippers for arms and legs that allow it to swim easily and with humps on its back but this could just be because of how it appears as it like moves through the water you know um it has an elongated neck with a much smaller head attached and a long tail having its whole body be any shade color between dark blue to green um due to its appearance it has been compared to an eel and a water dragon it has also been compared to the Pe- the plesiosaurus. Plesiosaur. Plesiosaur. You guys, I was not a dinosaur girl. That may surprise you. <laughs> it, it honestly, it does surprise. Really, me. I never liked like dinosaurs. I never like. I still don't care for them. To be completely honest, yeah. like my nephew likes them, and I'm like, can it be me? I was like, I will draw them because I love you. <laughs> I've never liked dinosaurs. I don't know. Really missing out. Always a mermaid, bitch, since day one. So <laughs> there's a lot about Nessie's personality. Um, but it's safe to say that she just wants to be left alone. Minus the encounter of 565 AD with St. Columba, there hasn't been a violent report of this creature, and it seems to just avoid people at all costs. So... She's just not vibing with people. She wants to be left alone. So some lore suggests that this monster will drown children and try and go for a swim, but that's more of a local legend to keep the children from swimming and getting too close to the frigid waters. So now, going to history, because appearance was very short for this. Um, here is beautiful... Well, we all saw the high-quality photos. Oh. You know, we know what she looks like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> those high quality, those crisp images. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here is beautiful Loch Ness. Um, mm-hmm. So before I dive too much into the history of Nessie, 
I want to give a few fun facts about the lake she calls home. So Loch Ness lies in the Highland Council area of Scotland and forms part of the system of waterways across it. Um, it's the largest volume of fresh water in Great Britain. And here are some fun facts about the lake. So she deep. Uh, the body of water reaches a depth of 800 feet, so about 243 wow. meters. This is for all my Canada listeners out there, and pretty much anyone that isn't American, cause, yeah. but specifically our Canada listeners, because they ask. <laughs> and a length of 23 miles, which is about 37 kilometers. Um, next fun fact, it's cold, chief. Like the still-beating heart of your ex-lover, its average temperature is around 41 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> so far, <laughs> I do so good, and I'm so serious that I hear your little giggles. <laughs> so that's 5 degrees Celsius. Um, and according to Visit Inverness... Loch Ness, which organizes the tours of the area, say that regardless of the season, it's dangerous to swim in the low temperatures and can quickly give one hypothermia. Um, there are some shallow spots like north and south Loch Ness, but if you're on a quest to find the magical lake spirit, swimming to it won't be it. And most importantly, it is known to be the home of the Loch Ness monster. So now, we are going to shift a little bit because there are many um, lock, quote unquote, lock inspired monsters that roam around Scotland. So, um, before we do this section, can I make a quick confession? <laughs> that you stole part of my show notes, if you want. No, well, yes, but also, um, as so, I wrote this section um, for people at home um and I was writing it for myself and I was like damn it'd be funny if Kimmy had to pronounce these locks oh that's why you um, did it and these monsters because um you're in for a treat there's some wild names in here um <laughs> hey Ryan yeah Fuck you yeah I know <laughs> I deserve it oh lord if anything, I feel bad for Chris because if I really butcher it, he's got to he's got to <laughs> dance around it. Um, MH says, "From what I hear, the Loch Ness monster is just an introvert, yeah. kinda, yeah, <laughs> a little bit." Okay, well, let let me suffer through this, like, because um, I'm not suffering enough currently. Uh, while researching the Loch Ness monster. We, and Ryan wrote we because he did these notes, like he said, and I'm reading it. Um, <laughs> there are way more Loch Ness monsters than we have originally thought. There are approximately 30,000? No way. That's what the internet says. Some of them are just like tiny, like real tiny. That means I can use that meme. You know which one I'm talking about? Where she's like, 30,000? The 30, like 30, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it all connects. So, um, a majority of these are freshwater locks, but there are several sea locks, and most of them are on the west coast of the Highlands. So, here are a few of the Scottish lock monsters we know of. <sighs> lock Archaig. Archaig? Archaig sounds right. Lock Archaig, the water horse. 
Legend states that the water horse would sometimes appear as a magnificent horse with ornate saddles attempting the wary travelers to ride it. Upon where the beast, or a kelpie, would gallop into the river or lock, taking the rider to its watery grave. <laughs> it's like step... A little more spooky than Nessie, huh? Step on my steed and I'll drown you. <laughs> it kind of has, like, the same energy. Do you watch what's it called? It's like love robots and something. <sighs> I've seen a few episodes of it. They have, like, a... There's a really beautiful one about, like, a siren and the greed of man and it's kind of renaissance mm. but like it has that same energy yeah like it it's dark it's really dark but it's i think it's very poetically beautiful um the next is lock awe the bathatch moor um some say it resembles a giant horse while others describe it as a colossal eel it is known for certain is that it's a big beast and it is large and powerful creature with 12 legs. It does not look like an eel if it has 12 legs. And it is heard in the dead of winter breaking the ice on the frozen lock. Oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nightmare fuel. That's like a giant caterpillar at night. Stop. I hate that so much. Okay. Ugh, that gave me like goosebumps. Okay. The next one. Can I can I read the name of this next? Oh, please one? do. Uh, <laughs> this next one is my absolute favorite name for a lock ever, and it's Lock Locky. <laughs> what is it? What's that second part? Lock. Oh, so so this this lock monster is named Lizzie, and <laughs> there's a bit of an argument between which lock it's in. It's either in Lock Locky. Which I think for sure, okay. or lock uh, Kioch. Um but yeah, you could you could do the rest. Okay, so um, lock yeah, Locky has Lizzie because I like that mm-hmm. one too. And Lizzie yeah. was first sighted in 1929 by two game wardens near Spinning Bridge, a full four years before the first international acclaimed Nessie encounter. The two game wardens believed at first that they were looking at nothing more than debris from a large fallen tree. When one of the two men took a closer look through his telescope, and they soon realized they were looking at much more than a fallen tree, but a large unidentified beast. <laughs> Identity theft isn't a joke, Lizzie. Um, Loch Lomond, which is the Lomond monster. There are two descriptions of this one. One describes it as a Peleosaurus, an ancient type of marine reptile. And this fits with the description of both Loch Ness and Loch Mora's monstrous, oh, I don't know that one, monsters? Oh, monsters and several other Scottish monsters. <laughs> the words are combined. <laughs> the second is... Oh, my bad, my bad. Brian, get it together. <laughs> um, the second description of Loch Lomond's monster is of a creature who looks like a large crocodile or alligator. This is unique amongst the monsters said to exist in many of Scotland's locks. Interesting. Okay. Um, the next one is Loch Mare. Uh, Mushid Leach is a Loch Ness monster said to live in Loch Mare and its neighboring locks. Its term loosely translates as turtle pig. <laughs> <laughs> I... 
I, I'm reading these cold, you guys, so we're going on this journey together. Um, the next one, Lac Ochi from Wee Ochi, Wee Ochi or Ochi of Lake Ochi, directly below Loch Ness and is four miles long, traditionally sports a flattened head rather than the familiar equine from often noted of Nessie and various other Scottish Loch Ness monsters. Um, the next one is Loch Shale of Sealag. That's wrong. Um, the name of the monster reputed to inhabit Loch Shealy in the Highlands. It is said to have a long neck and three to seven humps on its back. It was spotted in 1911 and again in 1926 and maybe in 1998. And then the next one and final one is Loch Oh, Ryan, I can't say that. Su-an-e-su-an-e-val. Su-an-e-val? Su-an-e-val? Yeah, Loch Ness Su-an-e-val of Sirach-Usig. This creature was said to inhabit the log for over a century, and in the 19th century was described as being a capsized boat when it was seen swimming around. Another described it as being a 40-foot-long eel creature. So pretty much all these creatures look like a fish or eel of some type is yeah. what I'm getting at. Okay. So what, um, so the Lake Morar one, the Morag, mm -hmm. um, that's what sent me down this rabbit hole because I was watching TikTok and as TikTok does, it knows exactly what you're thinking. Right. Um, and it was this dude swimming in the middle of Lake Morar, like, kind of talking about, like, Morag, um, and, like, I guess in, where he's from, like, if you, like, say its name, you'll, like, summon it to, like, come get you, but it's not necessarily a bad guy, then he started, like, saying it, and I was like, mm, I guess playing with fire. <laughs> just a minor inconvenience for it. If anything, like, yeah. It shows up and it just like sighs. Like I'm here. I can't do yeah. anything. Like, are you happy? Are you happy you took exactly, time from my yeah. day? <laughs> like, cool. Now what? But yeah, no. Like, send me down this rabbit hole of just like there's so many lock monsters. Oh my god. Like I thought it was just Loch Ness, you know, but no, it's like it's a whole thing. I I'm actually super surprised because like this is my second time doing a, a Nessie story. And I didn't yeah. even know that my first time <laughs> reading yeah. it. Learn something new. I was like, damn. You were like, I I woke up from a, a nap. And it's like one of those summer naps. So you wake up all hot and disoriented. <laughs> and like, oh, I saw goodness. like a text from you. And I was like, oh shit. Because we're recording. And I, I just read and it says, you know, there's more than one type of lock monster and i was like what that was a lock monster <laughs> and i was like am i fever dreaming right now so, uh, fever dreamer did ryan actually do research <laughs> that's that's what it was it was more that i wasn't going to say that but if you're going to say that kimmy's like whoa <laughs> whoa whoa but <laughs> um so many of the locals will say some of these monsters are more popular like Typically, I know the horse-themed lock monsters tend to be a little bit more popular because they're a connection to Kelpies. Um, but regardless, at the end of the day, there's only one true Loch Ness monster that the locals love. And they can agree, and everyone knows, that it is sweet old Nessie. So 
so nah. Nah, see. Nah, see. Nah, see. Yeah. Keep chanting at home, people. Cool. All right. Three times. So it's an <laughs> yeah. inconvenience when it shows up. Um, <laughs> so, Nessie and the locals. Now, the idea of some giant sea-like creature in your town, like, may be terrifying. But the locals love this nautical being. To them, Nessie is far from a monster. She's just a water spirit living her best life. Generations after generations have passed down stories of this creature. And since the legend is so closely tied to Scottish roots, like, it's just a part of it. Um, that sounded really repetitive. I don't know why I wrote it that way, but you guys get it. Yeah. Um, when you ask locals if there's any proof of this creature, they always reply along the lines of, Nessie doesn't want to be found. Or, just because you can't see her doesn't mean she isn't real. Um, locals even go as far as diving into the Great Loch Ness... Oh, sorry. I'm having a moment. <laughs> I'm sweating like a whore in church right now. It is hot. It is summer. And the world is ending. <laughs> so, it's fine. Um, so, locals even go against diving in the Great Loch Ness Lake in fear that they may bump into her and warn others to not go swimming in there as well. Since she doesn't cause any havoc and brings a sense of magic to the lake, it's a significant part of the culture of the Scottish Highlands. Everybody does what they can to protect her. But you can only do so much to protect someone from the public eye. And that's what started little sightings changing quickly overnight. So with the building of the new bridge at Loch Ness in 1933, not only did locals but tourists start seeing this creature wander the waters and keep going up onto the land. So here's a lovely little news article image that I think is very adorable. Um, so the frenzy in sightings would lead to Nessie being the major focus of news outlets, leading to a monster hunt that wouldn't easily be forgotten. Kicking off of a London newspaper that was sending correspondence to Scotland, offering 20,000 pound reward for the capture of this mysterious beast. There were even several British newspapers who sent reporters to Scotland, one news company, including the London's Daily Mail, went as far as hiring a big game hunter known as Marmaduke Weathery to capture the aquatic beast. Even when Marmaduke went for a hunt for the beast, he confirmed the legend when he found the mysterious footprints of a large four-legged animal. This led to the Daily Mail publishing a dramatic headline that went as following. Can you read that dramatically? Monster of Loch Ness is not legend, but a fact. Thank you. <laughs> then, for the next few years, monster hunters would begin to search for Old Nessie. There were several sonar expeditions from 1987 to 2003 in attempts to find this creature, but her being the mystical, slippery being she was, none of them were proven successful. The same problem occurred with the numerous photographers that tried to capture photos of her. It seemed that even though people weren't able to gather tangible evidence of this monster, Everyone seemed to flock there in hopes of seeing her for themselves. The hunt of Nessie definitely peaked between the 1980s and early 2000s, and it seemed to have died down a bit since then. With many reports coming out as false or publicity stunts, everyone seemed to step back a bit. They did lead to Loch Ness becoming a great tourist spot that made for fun legends of a mystical creature, exploring haunted castles, and the possibility of seeing her firsthand. And with great popularity, you know some people are going to have to have a say in it. 
Now, Ryan, it is time for your favorite segment. It is time for, is it science or the church? All right. I did some real thinking on this one the whole episode. Okay. And uh, since we started off this whole thing with an Irish missionary, <laughs> I'm going to go with the church, locking it in. Uh, Ryan, I had so much hope because last time you got it right and I was like, I'm going to trick him this time and I tricked you. With all of these encounters, you know, this is why we need the soundboard. Is because this is why it just it 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 doesn't show my disappointment as much as I want it. <laughs> Chris, please add a boo. Uh, <laughs> Can it be the sound from SpongeBob where it's like, "Boo, you suck." <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. Ryan does great. I just like to try to trick him with these. So. With all these encounters, scientists got involved. Despite all the hoax, they wanted to learn if Nessie was real or not. <laughs> there was enough consistent evidence that people couldn't explain, so science said, step aside and let me do what I do best. So, Operation Deep Sea Scan. In 1987, scientists launched this operation and they spent 1 million euros and used 24 boats to map the bottom side of the Loch Ness with sonar equipment. The sonar machine used will help show any objects that could be seen in the murky water. Some of the sonar sounds came back from Loch Ness deep sides, but one they couldn't explain was a large and moving object 200 feet below. For a moment, um, this was Nessie, but studying the Loch Ness had turned up other findings. So back in 1981, the Loch Ness Project found a fish called a red-bellied arctic char, and they live at a depth of 700 feet for over 12,000 years, so since the Ice Age. Experts thought the water was too cold for life, but apparently this ancient aquatic creature found its home there. So, in the end, and after a week on the lake, they didn't find any proof of the Loch Ness Monster. There was also a search that took place in 2003 using satellite tracking and 600 sonar beams. But just like the expedition before, it yielded no results. So science. I'm, uh... Science disappointed us. And I think it's because the church scared it off right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone came in and scared it out. I'm a, I'm a little hung up on the fact that this cost a million dollars, a million euros. Yeah. Sorry, in 1987. Yeah, that's a lot. And like, if you, oh, if you uh, change the slide, you'll see all the boats on the lake too. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's just a lot going on. And I think it's just, it. there were so many sightings. Everyone was seeing it. And so everyone, like, yeah. wanted proof of Nessie so bad. That's why I think they, like, were like, well, let's just drop a bunch of money on this and see what we can do, you know? Did something, like, happen that year specifically that, like, made that happen? Like, um, when was that daily... 
sorry. When was that Daily Mail article posted? Like that wasn't that was like early. Yeah, that was early. This is more like a. I think. I know things move slow, so I like to think that (laughs) they've been wanting to do it for a while, and then they finally got the funding for it. (laughs) Yeah, someone just finally had a million dollars and was like, "Screw it, let's find Nessie." (laughs) They're like, "I don't need it." (laughs) So that's one part so on top of the lack of scientific proof from the expeditions above um the few pictures we did have of the creature wasn't credible either so this is kind of what ryan was talking about earlier too so one of the most famous ones is the one with it's poking its little head out and a little lump out of the water has been dismissed to be either three blades of hay covered in black tar or a toy submarine with a head and a neck attached out of wooden putty which I like because it's the idea that an evil villain <laughs> made it to get with the other guy's yeah. wife. So I'm going to stick with that one. Uh, the next is the giant footprint you were talking about that was in the mud of the banks of the lock. Um, that photo was made by a man who used stuffed hippopotamus foot to make the footprint. And I just want to know how he got that there. <laughs> because... I just walked it in. Just, wa- <laughs> just walked it in. <laughs> no one saw the man carrying the giant stuffed hippopotamus. Airport security then was way more loose than it yeah, is now. TSA, de- TSA didn't exist yet <laughs> at this point. So that, okay, that would make sense. So w- yeah. with all this doubt, though, there is hope. The Smithsonian Museum of Natural History says that the Loch Ness Monster topic is one of their most popular ones. And though it doesn't have a scientist on staff focused on Nessie, that doesn't mean the museum is just going to push her to the side. Like America so the has to. They win. blew their entire budget on that million dollar <laughs> expedition in the 80s. They haven't recovered. Yeah, it's that part of that budget was going to go to hire a person for it. Yeah, and it's just gone. And it's just gone now. Yeah. Um, that poor intern promised that career. Um, the Smithsonian <laughs> Encyclopedia says, to date, the actual existence of a monster in Loch Ness has not been proven. Even though most scientists believe the likelihood of a monster is small, they keep an open mind as a scientist should, and wait for concrete proof in the form of skeletal evidence for the actual capture of such a creature. So they're hopeful. And yeah. though many doubt the existence of this giant mythical creature like the locals of lake knockness i also believe nessie is real with a legend such a strong part of scottish lore and having her be so peaceful i honestly hold this water spirit very close to my heart and until i'm able to go see nessie at lake knockness firsthand i will just take pictures sitting on the sinclair glass dinosaur pretending it's sweet old nessie and that is my story. Well, Kimmy, what if I told you that you could have gone to see Nessie? <sighs> Don't do that to me. This is Modern Takes with Ryan, everybody. <laughs> um, so, everyone remembers 2019. It wasn't that long ago, though it feels like lifetimes ago. It's so um, And many of you may remember the Storm Area 51 event. If you don't, uh, pretty much... A Facebook group was made on June 27th to Storm Area 51 in September, and uh, it kind of exploded. And the world watched 2 million people say they're going to attend 
attend raiding Area 51, um, the U.S. military stayed on standby as memes and absolute chaos followed to the lead-up of the event. Um, and this event inspired other Facebook cryptid raids to come into play. And on September 21st, 2019, another Facebook event called Storm Loch Ness as an attempt to track down this mystical water beast. With the event description such as, Nessie can't hide from all of us, and the time is now for us to find that big bear. It's, it quickly got marked attendance of 28,000 people with 50,000 people interested. Though the dates for this and the Area 51 events clashed, it was still a possible promising outcome. Enough so that people got a little worried. I am so mad you... Like, I, this makes so much more sense in your segment, but I'm so mad you took this because <laughs> I was reading this and I was like, did fucking Ryan set this event up? Because <laughs> I was like, I read the description as find that big boy. And I was like, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It makes way more sense for your segment, but I'm just hurt because yeah. it's so great. So beautiful. So people got so worried that the Volunteer Royal National Lifeboat Institution, or RNLI for short, which is just as long, um, a crew that monitored Loch Ness was worried and hoped no one would attend. They said they just don't have the resources the U.S. military had <laughs> been preparing for the supposed Area 51 raid, and they were worried about the chaos that would ensue. To discourage people from going with it, the RNLI spokeswoman reminded everyone about Loch Ness's cold temperature, and swimming in the water can lead to hypothermia. She also reminded people that though they had large lifeboats, they could save many people. The lifeboats were not that big, and they can only save so many. <laughs> so not as big as that big boy, unfortunately. <laughs> so much like the Area 51 raid, uh, sadly it was just a hype train, and only a few people attended. But those who did... You're doing the Lord's work, and uh, us here at Alluring support you 100%. Yes, a, a thousand. I I just love this idea, because if anything I've learned, you guys, if we just want to find a cryptid, we just have to host a Facebook yeah. event, and we, and we can do it. Like, But the, here's the thing. Here's the other side of the coin. As a person that throws really extravagant parties that people are always like, I want to be at your party. I know I make people RSVP because people like want to be part of yeah. stuff, but they don't want to put the full effort into it. And that's fair. Cause I, I felt like it was really bad. I don't know if you dealt with it, but I felt like it was super bad when we were both in college in St. George. There's like, Something about the water there where everyone wants to be invited, but only, like, two people yeah. will show up. And they show up, like, the next day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah much like the uh, Find That Big Boy. I, I'm just a little disappointed that nobody really showed up because they probably could have done what a million dollars in boats <laughs> couldn't do just from sheer numbers. But, you know... An, it is what it a is. A Nessie enthusiast with a canoe and a life vest mm -hmm. and a white claw is just as powerful as a group of sides. As the entire RNLI Volunteer <laughs> Royal Lifeboat Institution. 
that's gonna be the meme this week where it's the yeah. what's the difference between this picture they're the same <laughs> all right well do we have any announcements this oh week? let me see okay we do we got some some little things um the first one is every month um so you guys don't know you should go follow us on our Instagram and our Twitter, and we are on good old Tiki Talk now, as the kids like to call it, mm-hmm. because Tic Tac, I think, is what they yes. say. Yes, because Ryan Ryan had me get one for us because I have no idea what I'm doing, but it's fine because yeah. he knows what we're doing. Um, so what I've been doing is every month I've been posting a written review from Apple Podcasts that brings me joy. And you have a month to claim a cool little podcast sticker from me. You just send a DM on one of those social media channels with a screenshot of your review. And then I will mail you a cute little podcast sticker. So, you should do it. Um, do, you, do you want to say anything about writing five-star reviews, Ryan? Do it, you coward. <laughs> do what the people who said they were going to storm Loch Ness wouldn't it do and storm that Apple podcast review? Board. Yes. Five stars. <laughs> you get a sticker from us. I may even send yeah. you Loch Ness. If you ask for a specific cryptid bottle and I have it, I may just send it to you. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. And then, yeah, so do that. Follow us on social media. That way you can claim it when I do show off your review. Um, if you don't have Apple Podcasts, I am sorry. This is for Apple Podcasts because I can't find a way to see written reviews on Spotify. That's not a thing. Yeah, not quite yet. yet. Not yet. But you can leave a review on Spotify if you just want to be nice. Yeah. So. I won't call you a coward, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very brave thing to do. A gentle coward. <laughs> yeah. So there is that. Anyway. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Make an iTunes account just so you can sign up. And write a review for us. That's pretty Just neat. Make it. I, I don't discourage it. Make twenty. Make twenty. Make your grandma one, your grandpa one, your aunt one, your uncle one. Just make them all. Every family member oh. that has an iTunes account, you go get their phone, oh. write a review. You can claim all of them. I don't care. Yeah, in Minecraft. In Minecraft. <laughs> as long as it's Minecraft, so it can't be tracked. Yeah, it's Minecraft. Can't, yeah. Can't be on the period apps either because no, that's no. not private anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. anyway. My rage just peeks out at little points in this episode. It's <laughs> fine. She's doing she's doing great. Um, the next thing is um, we are doing our fan listener episode soon. Uh, life happened and got crazy, as you guys can't tell from the chaos of this episode. So that will be coming your way soon. We have stories. We just have to record it. Life's been crazy, but we will be there soon. <laughs> Can we tell them what really happened? <laughs> no. Yeah. Can we, uh, can we, can we forgot to use her microphone and we recorded an entire episode <laughs> of, of fan pics. But the good news is we're going to do it again. Um, so if you have any spooky cryptid, spooky cryptid encounters or sightings in general, send it to us at alluring at gmail.com. Uh, or just message it to us on Discord. Or, I mean, just message us on Instagram. Leave us a comment. We'll, we'll find you. Um, which, uh, but the Discord, you can join by going to loring.com, and there's a little linky link on our homepage. Yeah. 
we're not quite popular enough where we can get the messages in. So yeah, we're we're almost there, but we're not quite. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. <laughs> All right, Lorraine Lemon Shot time. That's all we had for announcements. Lauren alarm. Yeah. We varied a little this one. Oh, I got a little lag on my... Oh my gosh, you really put her there? Ryan. So chaotic isn't a bad thing. Okay. Chaotic just means they don't have rules, you know? And if there are rules, they want to break them. And you're telling me a giant sea monster... Uh, who's been there for possibly thousands of years, has a set of rules? Yes. I don't think so. Yes. No, 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 no. Because she saw how crazy men were, and she was like, I'm a head out. <laughs> that doesn't mean they had, like, a set of rules, though. Her rule is to not deal with the men, and I feel that's a good that's rule. I feel that's, that's fair. a very safe, relevant, timely rule we learn in yeah. folklore. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's why I get. That's why I put her kind of neutral. Like, she. Honestly, let's be real. This girl could have gone batshit crazy, and killed so many people, and I would have been fine with it because I see her as a water spirit, and she's kind of cute, you know. And she's just well, staying in her lane. They're entering her house. Kind of looks like a pile of sticks, <laughs> but you know. It looks like a pile of sticks with putty. A little submarine head. Yeah, maybe a toy. Uh, um, She's aerodynamic submarine. though. That's what makes However, her cute. Works. It's the curves. Yeah, it's the curves. <laughs> yeah. That's all it takes. Just that. <laughs> so, I I have to disagree. I don't think she's that chaotic. I feel if she I feel if she was chaotic, her impressions would be like her sightings and encounters would be way more detailed than she just swam by me, you know? Yeah, see, I think she's just messing with people, though. <laughs> like, like the one with good old, uh, good old Mr. Frank Meyer, <laughs> who she's like, oh, look, I'm over here, come here, and then, like, as soon as she got there, he's like, boop, gone. I feel that's just, like, for me, and from my dating experience, and, like, being a woman and dating women, I feel that's just like how women flirt, though. It's like, oh, hi there, and then you like, By you like returning into a pile <laughs> of sticks and going into the water. No. Just, just like showing up for a second, like hi, bye. Like, look at me. Right. I'm gonna head out, but you're gonna remember me because I'm a magical being and I'm really cute. Yeah. <laughs> I should have known this was gonna be. The wedge she, that divides. She does us. not do okay. anything evil. She, sorry, not no, no, evil. No, she's You're not right, evil right, right. at all. She's she doesn't just, do anything chaotic just, to me. She's chaos. She's just a little. She's just a little like teasy, I guess. She's like, oh, hey, girl. You know, she's kind of cute with it. Nessie's living her best life. If you life. if you could read the translation of that poem I read at the beginning, your <laughs> mind would change. But we're just not there yet. <laughs> Give but, it 30 years. Yeah. Let us know uh, what you guys think. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a little comment. Let us know. Um, Are you... Tell me that I'm right. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Ryan's like, we've... The thing is, here's the problem. We've been on the same page for so long. 
it's yeah it's been we got used to it so far off and now it's going to change like i know our topic yeah. next week no i know what you're going to say mm-hmm. and oh yeah and that's fine. see I, I knew mine would be a little controversial being all the way it through is. Here, but I, I stand by i stand by what i said girl's just a woman that wants to be left alone that's not chaotic that's just yeah that's just a girl going through it yeah well all righty okay well uh takeaways what's your takeaway Takeaways. Takeaway, takeaway, takeaway. Hmm, you go first. Oh, I oh, go first. A lot oh, shit. Um, hashtag leave Nessie alone mm-hmm. is the one I really like. See, we have, we had very different takeaways. Oh. My takeaway was don't be cowards. And um, <laughs> next time there's a Storm Loch Ness event, um, maybe go. Be safe about it, but go. Um, let's find Nessie. Let's find Nessie. Let's do what a million dollar, <laughs> what a million dollar scientific expedition can it do safely? Leave no trace. Okay, I summarize it. Watching. Um, <laughs> leave Nessie alone and do what scientists cannot. <laughs> leave Nessie alone while also getting undeniable proof of her existence <laughs> we'll leave her alone after we have undeniable proof of her existence How there we that? go leave Leslie alone right. after we get some... after we have a perfect, perfect 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 <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much uh, this has been alluring you just have the most alluring day go find Nessie <laughs> And we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Also, <laughs> also, because this is live stream, I'll say it real quick. You're right. The poem is chaotic, and I like that you pointed out it's an introvert. <laughs> I just want to say that real quick. Yeah. Okay. Wait. But I think Nessie's as chaotic as that. Poem. Get out. <laughs> but we could go on for hours. Thank you. Uh, shout out to MH. Uh, no, the episode's over. But shout out. Thanks for watching. Yeah, and, um, and Dingo. We had uh, Dingo in here. Uh, shouts out to our live viewers. Um, yeah. Bye. Excited for you guys to see this episode uh, not so chaotic <laughs> when our beautiful editor Chris uh, puts it together. Um, if you're not already in our Discord, go join yeah, it. Go check it out. Like it. All right. Bye. All right. Goodbye, everyone. And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at Alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.